Hello, Internet World, Anchor fam. You're tuned in to another episode of That Millennial Life here on Anchor with me, Andy Burgess, the show that shares with you daily insight, interviews, and discussions into all things creative, freelance, and those social things. Today, I'm so excited. I have another guest on the show. Um, he is one of my favorite Snapchatters and internet storytellers out there. So that's going to kind of follow on from our episode yesterday about storytelling on social media and he is a coffee obsessed person that is my good friend chris monachino and chris is he used to have a show on the shorty awards account all about tech so he's he's the one for tech updates and today snapchat dropped a pretty pretty big update if you are um wanting to promote and share other um websites and stuff we'll get into it all in a bit but chris is going to help run that down here on anchor and it's a bit of a lengthy interview we talked for about half an hour we talked about um like the snapchat updates how we got started on snapchat collaboration with other creators and what was really fascinating about branded content and where the future of that lies and does it matter if influencers are talking about like selling a product does that bother you or not and how we as creators um deal with that so it's a really exciting one so i hope you guys enjoy it so i'm gonna chuck that up now for you to consume and enjoy hello hey andy hey chris how's it going Good, man. Really good. Awesome, man. Excited to have you here on the show, um, especially today as we have some exciting uh, news in the world of Snapchat as well. So excited to talk with you about that. Um, what I like to do is tell people a bit about how I first met the guests I have on the show. Um, always goes back to the whole um, networking and meeting people on the internet through Twitter and stuff. And I think it's pretty much the same way. Um, I think I, when I moved to New York, I think I reached out to you either on Snapchat or Twitter. I'm not 100%, I can't really remember. Um, and then also I was like, I followed your stuff from um, your days on the Shorty account. And, um, and then people like Arnie and stuff were all like, hey, you should meet up with Chris and stuff. Um, I think it'll be really good. So yeah, I reached out to you, and then we went. We had a day exploring around Brooklyn, right? That's correct. Yeah, we had a we. You have a segment on the show called Sunday Adventure. So uh, we just went around Brooklyn Heights um, in a pretty cold day in January, and um, got some pizza, and it was rad. Yeah, it was awesome. You took me to Dumbo and you showed me that famous shot that everybody takes as a bridge. And uh, you almost put me into the river. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So we walked along. We went down to the river to get some shots. And I was like, oh, maybe we could walk out a little bit and like, get a shot from down here. Yeah, we were climbing. Uh, we were both wearing nice. super improper shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely for like kind of trespassing out on the bay. But it was fine, it was harmless. And no one fell in, so it's great. Um, as I mentioned just before when I was introducing you to the Anchor fam, um, I was saying that you're one of my 
favorite Snapchat is, and the reason I love it's uh, your story so much is one like the style of them. Um, it's really slick and like it just always looks um laid out nicely and displayed well. Do you have a background in graphic design at all? I don't know. It's something that has always been very intimidating to me, and it's like something I really want to pursue. But every time I get started, I'm like, ah, it's, it's a little scary. Yeah. Well, I think like I just I always like the way you lay it out, and it looks really nice. But then um, the main reason is because like also the shows you have, but how you explain things so simply, and you make. Like, it doesn't feel like when I'm on Snapchat, I'm talking really fast because I need to fit everything in in these 10 seconds. But you do it in a way where it's really smooth and you get all the information across and it's really engaging. So, like, like we're going to talk about in a minute of this new Snapchat update. When you do something, it's just like, oh, yes, I'm going to go there because, like, I'm going to get all the information I need in, like, these precise, like, awesomely laid out snaps. Awesome. Thanks, man. No worries, bro. Um, so... Quick background for the listeners. Um, how did you get started with internet storytelling and um, what made you sort of gravitate to Snapchat? Was that the first platform you were sort of creating videos on? No, so I was doing a little bit on Instagram, um, just kind of like personal stuff though. I never really thought to pursue social media as a career. Um, when Snapchat first came out, I thought it was really silly and I would just see my wife like taking selfies and sending that to our friends with text overlaid. And I'm like, you can literally just send a text message. Like, they don't have to see your face every time. And then I started using Snapchat myself and I started doing these like weird videos using the, the rewind feature and my creativity started to come out. And I thought that it could become something once I had friends saying to me like, dude, your stuff's really good, and I actually look forward to seeing it every day. So at that point, I was like, okay, well, if they enjoy it, maybe other people will like it too. And from there, I kind of like started trying to build an audience. Um, what I did in the beginning was actually, there was a website called Snapchat.directory. And okay. it was just an Excel spreadsheet. Do you remember that? Um, I, I don't think I was ever part of that. I think I jumped on a bit later, but I've heard about this. Yeah. So it was essentially very simple. It was like an Excel spreadsheet. You would go onto a Google form, you would type in your username, and there was just a long list of thousands and thousands of names. So what I would do for like a couple hours a day, I would add probably 500 to 1,000 people a day. And out of that, I would get, you know, maybe 100 views for every like five to 600 people I added. But it yeah. was the best way at the time to kind of growth hack and figure out how to yeah. reach out to more people. And it was nice mm -hmm. because a lot of those people, I would reach out to them, introduce myself, and they got back to me. And it was very personal. It wasn't just – it didn't feel like I was paying for followers or they weren't garbage people. They were actually like genuine friendships that I built up. And a lot of those people that I first reached out to, two or three years later, I'm still friends with them and I still talk with them every day on Snapchat. Yeah. That's really awesome. Um, I did a, I think, and it's, you're right, that is kind of the way you have to do it. There's no, like, discoverability in Snapchat. And I think I probably jumped on then. I did a similar thing, but in the days of ghost codes. Um, so ghost codes is, like, a separate app where you can sort of look for 
snap codes and you can get ranked and you go higher up the list and people can download your code and stuff. Um, and I would do a similar thing and add a bunch of people who like had similar interests to what I was posting about. And then I would reach out with like a personalized comment. I wouldn't like, um, like have a sort of a generic thing, you know, I tailor it to their name and everything like that. And then like have these conversations and I would do the same thing a couple of hours a day and, um, and like grow my audience that way back in the early days. So, um, it's good to see that like it's, we similar methods and it, and it works. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. And, um, so as well as all the shows you have on Snapchat, so you have, take me through what you have a week cause you have lots of different segments that people can tune in for. Sure. So my main ones are Sunday adventures. Every Sunday I choose a different spot to go. It could be uh, within Philadelphia or like a surrounding state, but essentially the whole point is to just get up off my couch, get myself outside or exploring somewhere new uh, rather than just sitting around all day. And then Monday and Tuesday are kind of floater days. Usually Tuesday, you're going to see a lot of tech announcements and app updates. So I'll usually do uh, some coverage of like what's new in tech, on Tuesdays. On Wednesdays, I do a show called Hump Day Hacks, where I'm basically showing you a cool little life hack or uh, a different way to make your life a little bit easier. Um, On Thursday or Friday, it varies week to week, but I do a show called Cooking with Chris. I choose a healthy, usually like paleo or vegetarian recipe, and I make that from a first-person view uh, on my kitchen table. And I show you guys how to do that, take you through it, do a little taste test at the end, and then I send you the recipe. Um, Weekends, usually, like I said, Sunday adventures. Then sometimes on Saturday will be, like, a random mini adventure. For sure. And, um, yeah, I just – the way you lay them all out as well, especially, like, cooking for Chris, it's, like, you can tell how much effort you've put into it, and it's, like, really – it's really great. And the hump day hacks, man, like – like some of the ones you come up with, I'm like, this is insane or this is super useful. Um, so they're really great. Um, I, let me ask you a question then about the, the tech one. Why is why do we always get a lot of tech announcements on a Tuesday? Because I I've noticed. Have, have you seen that? I've yeah, I have no idea. It was something I noticed when I had a show on the Shorty Awards. Um, yeah, and I. I posted every Tuesday and it just seemed like Snapchat would always release an update on a Tuesday or Instagram would always release an update. Um, I don't know what that is, why that is, but it's definitely something to explore and try to figure out why that happens. I mean, I think like album releases are always on like Tuesdays or Fridays and movie releases usually Thursdays or Fridays. So I'm sure that like, yeah, there's some type of algorithm telling tech companies that that's the best day to do it. To do it that way. Yeah. So, I mean, Today is an um, exception, but, like, I remember Snap Maps was dropped on a Tuesday. Every time they put out a big announcement, it's on a Tuesday. But, um, so quickly, let me, let's jump into that, because you are the go-to guy for these updates. And um, I've been out since this update has dropped. So, for you guys listening, there was a new Snapchat update. And has it flown under the radar? They didn't, did they make a big announcement at all? I just got a, a... a notification from Snapchat that they retweeted something, um, and it was just someone saying, "Hey, nice update, guys!" Like I, but I don't know if there was a big statement at all. 
but it's a pretty big like, well, game changer. Yeah, so typically when Snapchat releases an update, no matter how big or small, they'll put a post on their blog, and then they'll just push that blog link out to their Twitter page. And that didn't happen today, even though this is, a, like you said, a pretty big update. It pulls a really big feature that we've seen popularized in Instagram. And with Instagram, it's only available to business accounts with 10,000 or more followers, whereas Snapchat just said, oh. hey, guys, you all have it now. Like, go be free. Like, send yeah. as many links to your friends as you want. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so quickly so, take us through. Do you mind taking us through the free updates that are now on Snap? Absolutely. So the first thing we're talking about is Paperclip. Paperclip allows you to attach a link to any Snap that you send. So previously, you could send a link through chat. Sometimes it would work, sometimes it wouldn't work, but now you can send that link directly through a video or a photo snap. So imagine with Instagram, how sometimes you'll see a call to action to swipe up from the bottom. We now have that ability within Snapchat. So when you're formulating your snap, there's a paperclip icon that'll pop up along with like the scissors and the paintbrush. Click that, input your website URL, and then when someone views your Snap, all they have to do is swipe up, and they'll be taken to that website within Snapchat's browser. So it's a real game changer, especially if you're, we're trying to push people somewhere. Because there was always a, well, uh, maybe like January or February, they released an update where you could have custom Snap codes, right? So a user could screenshot yep. the Snap code, and it would take you to, say, your Instagram account or your YouTube or a technique um, that I won't need to do anymore that I did a lot of was asking people to swipe up and ask for the link, and I would send it to them manually, right? Um, but mm-hmm. now there is no need for that. It just goes in. Um, and is there any – do you know if there's any stats you can see how many people do it? I don't think so. I know that they just released statistics for custom snap codes, but I haven't, after exploring mm-hmm. a little bit, I haven't seen any statistics linked to those URLs yet. Yeah, okay. So you'd have to use like Bitly or like a custom URL if you want to track like the traffic coming through directly from Snapchat. Exactly. Snapchat's known for like giving us really cool features that we're excited about, but holding back mm-hmm. a little bit at first. Like, for instance, yeah. when they released a QR code scanner, it were like everybody mm-hmm. was super stoked on it, but you had to hold your phone over top That's of the QR true. code. You couldn't, you couldn't load it into the app. I mean, eventually, you know, a month or two months later, we got that. But they're known for like kind of giving you something and being like, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll let you play with it, and then we'll give you the rest in a little bit. Exactly. And they didn't even tell people when they tweaked the update because I remember I did it and then people were like, yo, it's not going to work. And I was like, scan it. And it did mm-hmm. work. And, um, and I was <laughs> like, what? So it was pretty crazy. Um, so quickly, the next two updates were, so they've just added a, you can add backgrounds, right, to uh, like a selfie or a photo you take, which is just kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. So you take a picture. It only works with pictures. It does not work with video. But you take a picture, you go under your scissors tool, and you can select backdrops. You essentially cut out your background the same way you would cut an object with stickers or with scissors. And then it allows you to apply, I think there's like seven different backgrounds. Uh, You can get flowers or stripes or like X's and O's. I'm sure that they're going to build upon that. Like I said, they just kind of push a little something out, get you excited. I could see in the future yeah. almost more of a 
Photoshop element where you can load your own background in and apply that over top of your picture. That would be cool because they have like the cutout yeah. features. You can like, they have like an invisible pens. You can like um, get rid of like a building or something. But I feel like that's only in snaps you send to friends and stuff. And I don't use the, um, that tool too much um, just mm-hmm. because of that. Um so, but yeah, I feel like that, but it's a super powerful tool. It works quite well. So they just need to, I mean, I think, again, like you said, we'll just get little bits and then it will keep dropping. Um, and then yeah. finally you can, there's like a voice changer, right? So you can, you record your snap yeah. and then you can um, manipulate the modulation of your voice effectively. Exactly. So it used to be you had to put on a face filter. So if I wanted to have a high-pitched voice, I used to have to be a dog. Or if I wanted a low-pitched voice, I would have to be a gorilla. Now you can just shoot your snap in a normal voice and choose to add a voice afterwards. So there's four to choose from. You can be high-pitched like a chipmunk. You can be low-key like a bear. Or you can have a robot voice or an alien voice. It's pretty cool. I'm going to play around with them for sure tomorrow um so thanks for taking us through that update on snapchat so let's quickly dive into um so today we i wanted to talk to you about collaborating on with other like creators um and your experience with that on snapchat and then a bit about um branded content and ads and stuff so um let me, so I'm really interested to see how you feel about collaboration, especially on Snapchat, because it's a platform where there isn't discoverability, and it's really uh, the best way to grow on the platform. Yep. So I feel like collaborations is kind of like word of mouth on steroids. It's one of the hmm. best ways to grow your audience on Snapchat, because you get to tap into someone else's audience and they might have the same size as you or double the size but it's a ton of fresh faces that you have the ability to get in front of and what i like about it is that they their audience trusts what they have to say so in my experience if uh two creators collaborate right if you come on my channel and i say guys you gotta follow andy he's amazing they're much more likely to follow you than if i just handed you the keys to my account said, hey, man, come on, like, do your music Monday, do your thing, and then tell people to follow you. Like, they're not as likely to because they don't know you like they know me. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I feel like it's on Snapchat because there isn't this good discoverability, but people really want to um, find new people to check out, right? So I, the other way, it wasn't... it wasn't really a collaboration. It was more of a, I did like my top 10 favorite Snapchatters on the platform at the moment. And I, I talked a bit about each person and then I showed off a bit of what they did. And um, I thought the engagement would like, uh, the screenshots people checking them out would maybe dip off towards the end because it was quite a long story. It was a lot of information mm-hmm. creators, but it was like solid throughout and it was really cool. And people were like really excited to find a bunch of new people. Um, so, and I just love, I think, I mean, you're probably similar. I just love the process of being able to sit down with, like, another creator or another like-minded people, especially Snapchatters, um, and just produce some really great stuff together. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's why I started a show actually called Coffee with Chris, where I sit down with another creator, and it's basically just like a, a question and answer type segment, um, usually about five to mm-hmm. ten questions, and it's all about showcasing like these awesome creators and giving people a little bit of insight into what they're about and how they got started. That's also awesome. Oh, yeah, you did one with Ariel, didn't you, in uh, New York? We yeah. We on the show the other day. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Um, so quick kind of moving into, I guess this was related to, like, collaborating with brands and stuff. But recently I've been seeing a lot of – so brands are now – kind of going down the influencer marketing route, right? They they still mm-hmm. want to sell to all these audiences, but they need um they know that influencers on social media are the kind of the best way forward. And you can there's a ton of branded content out there these days and some of it is now working. Some of it you can kind of be like, well, you've clearly just been paid for this ad and then you're not being like open about it. And then some people are like super honest about it and um, it's kind of like affecting everyone and everyone's having to get on board. Um, I know I definitely have like um, my opinions on which ones I would take or not take um, to fit my brand. Um, so I'd love to get like your take on it. And also like, do you think this is just going to become the norm? And like, what's it going to look like moving forward? Like is branded content just going to be a thing where I'm like, yep, this is just how it happens now. I think that branded content will succeed if it's done correctly. So what I mean by that is kind of what you just touched on, that you're very careful to choose the brands that you work with. Uh, they have to represent you and have to fit within your personal brand. And like you said, there's definitely creators I've noticed that will just kind of take a job just to take it, and they're pushing a yeah. product that they don't, they don't support. It's kind of like somebody that, that, you know, preaches health and fitness, and then you see them, like, showing off a Coca-Cola ad. Like, it just doesn't fit within, (laughs) and it feels a little too forced. Um, Or it'll be a one-off snap where there's no story behind it. It's just a picture and, like, hey, check out this brand-new tech product that I have. Like, isn't it cool? And then they just completely fall off from that. So I think the way for brands to really succeed in advertising is experience-based advertising as in like if you're trying to push an attraction um for instance i I visited um a brand new museum in philadelphia and i went in not trying to sell it at all i just went in and i recorded my experience with it and i was really stoked on it and i had a number of people say to me like oh my god i really want to go to that i'm going to plan a trip to philadelphia i'm going to go there and they said you did such a good job selling it without selling it (laughs) because I just gave my honest feedback about it and it comes off as way more genuine. I feel like Mm -hmm. if it's, if it's that kind of advertising. It's definitely like if it's, um, if you are in the position where you can kind of pick and choose what you do and it fits like it is like, and they, and also I think, the brands, if they want to be smart and they want to get the best engagement, because it's all right. I mean, it's all right them paying an influencer who has 2 million subs on YouTube, right, to talk about Coke when they have a fitness channel. But, like, are they going to get the conversion? Probably not, because their audience are going to know it's kind of fake. Yeah. But if the brands are smart and they're like, okay, we'll go with maybe, like, a micro-influencer who is really into this, like, our product, and they can just sort of just talk about it because they use
use a lot. Uh, like people engage with that. I was recently on a um, a trip with a brand. I was sent to film around Europe for three weeks, and I wasn't asked at all to promote it as such. Um, but I was like, I was visiting all these amazing countries. The tour was really great, and I was just talking about how I would do a normal snap, and it was just I was loving it so much, and like it, like it was just like my normal um my normal stories and people were like really enjoying it and getting to see these amazing places it just so happened this brand were paying me uh paying for my expenses to travel and experience these amazing mm-hmm. things and um yeah so like if that if the right i think if brands and i guess and influencers uh, smart enough to be like, right, okay, I'm not going to take this because it would ruin my, um, it's, it might diminish my engagement or my viewers might be turned off, then I think um, it can work and it would fit in very naturally. Absolutely. How do you, um, how do you feel about all this? Um, we see a lot of hashtag ad, hashtag sponsored kind of stuff going on these days does that ever when you see that on a video does that ever turn you off and make you think differently or you kind of like oh they're being honest so it's all good yeah i think it's it's a little bit of a touchy subject it definitely when you see that your brain kind of flicks onto like a defensive mode and you're like okay Mm -hmm. what are you trying to sell me right now but it's the law at least here in america they started really cracking down on it Snapchat for a little while was kind of like the Wild West. People could yeah. promote stuff and do ads, and they wouldn't uh-huh. have to put hashtag ad in the bottom until whoever it is that regulates that, maybe it's the FCC, really cracked down on it yeah. and made, had made it more obvious that they were ads. Now, there's people that I follow that have put hashtag ad in the bottom, but if they do it correctly, I don't mind it at all. Um, yeah. It just works. Sometimes we'll do it and it's super obvious and they don't seem very excited about the product. I think that's the biggest thing for me is if someone is genuinely excited about what they're promoting, I'm going to be excited about it. But if it's very clear that they just are doing it for the paycheck, then I'm kind of turned off to it. I'm much more likely to just swipe out of it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm totally like for it. And I understand doing like, being in a similar situation, these people who the, all these content creators, this is how they make their money. This is how they make a living. Mm-hmm. Um, and teaming up with brands is one way of doing that. And if it's in line with like what they're doing and the reason I watch their channel, I'm like, oh great, let like let me check out this um, this product. Um, I think I probably heard. Um, our friend Aaron, um, who has a station here on Anchor called Top 5 Central, he mentioned Anchor in a YouTube video on his channel. And I think he was just mentioning it because it was an app he had. And I'd heard it a few other times in other people's videos. And it made me want to check it out myself because I was like, mm, I like what he puts out. This is the kind of content I'm looking for. And now I have a station here on Anchor that I love, you know. Um, so I'm totally yeah. down with it if it's like if it fits like like you said I think people can also tell now people aren't stupid they can tell when it's just like well you're you you clearly don't look like you're like enjoying this you're kind of just doing it for a, a paycheck you know exactly so yeah it's a it's an interesting 
interesting topic. And yeah, how, where do you what do you think it's going to look like in like twelve to twenty four months? I think in twelve to twenty four months, you won't be able to tell when it's an ad anymore. I think mm-hmm. it, people are going to get so good at concealing it that it's just going to come as natural. Um, and the only way you'll be able to tell is if they have something declaring that it's a hashtag ad. True. I think, I think um, we're, we're, we sorry, carry on. I'll cut you up there. That's okay. So we're, where we just saw it was uh, Casey Neistat and Jesse Wellens produced a video um, about summertime and mm-hmm. people were upset by it because they felt like they didn't realize it was an ad until the very end shot, it says this entire um, this entire movie was shot on a Samsung Galaxy S8, and yeah. I didn't I, I wasn't super upset by that. I think that that's awesome. I think they're just promoting the product and like yeah, obviously Samsung paid for the production of that, but it's still a piece of content that I enjoyed watching and like I got something out of. So the fact mm-hmm. that like oh my gosh, it was an ad. I feel like, I, I, I don't understand why people felt so turned off by that, but I feel like that is the future. That in 12 to 24 months, that's what we're going to see is yeah. more of that, more of you getting this experience up front and enjoying it. And then at the end you go, oh, it was an ad. Cool. Well, at least I got something out of it. That, that's so true. Cause I remember watching that and I saw that at the end and I was just kind of like, ah, that's smart. And then I was like, wow, that was mm-hmm. all shot on phones. Um, so like, if anything, I enjoyed the ad more. Um, I'm glad I got to experience it that way. I think Samsung are really leading the way in that with this, like how they are doing these, like, obviously they have a good connection with Casey Neistat. Um, and then when he did the do what you can video, um, and then there was an event, right? You were at the event, um, in New York for a bunch of creators to come along and, um, kind of what were they just talking about like yeah what were they talking about there yeah so really it was just an opportunity for a casey to showcase um a bunch of the creators that were in that video and Um, it was just kind of about like yeah it was just about like more about the creators than it was about selling the product i mean aside from like the fact that it happened on the same day as the samsung galaxy s8 release it didn't feel overly samsung like i didn't feel like they were shoving the s8 down my throat it was more just an opportunity to highlight these amazing people that are doing awesome stuff on the internet on a much grander scale that's kind of cool. So it's good. Yeah, so, like, they are definitely appreciating these creators and stuff. So I think they're, like, going about it in a smart way, for sure. Um, yeah. But I'm going to – let's wrap this up here because I think this has gone on for a good half hour. But it's been a pleasure talking to you and a lot of interesting information in here. Like, definitely, guys, go check out Chris for all his shows on Snapchat, his um, – all his tech stuff, and, like, you're very big on Twitter as well, like, acting on, Mm -hmm. um, tweeting on there. So so where can people find you? So I am at Chris Monachino everywhere on the Internet. That's C-H-R-I-S-M-O-N-A-C-H-I-N-O. Awesome. I will put that in the, um, in one of the titles as well, so people can just copy it down if they want to. Um, so thanks for coming on and talking on here, Chris. I was really excited to have a fellow Snapchatter on here talking all things social. So um, thanks a lot, man.
Dude, thank you so much for having me. It was an awesome getting to talk with you and uh, reaching out to your audience a little bit. No worries, dude. All right. See you later. All right. Cheers. So great talking with Chris today on the show. Um, I could talk for so long with that wonderful man about all things that millennial life. Um, he also has a station here on Anchor if you want to check that out. He, um, especially when there's not, like I said, if you prefer audio because you are here on Anchor, you may like some tech updates that he will then talk about here on Anchor. So definitely worth a follow on all the platforms that you use yourself. Um, yeah, it's just at Chris Monachino on all of those accounts. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And um, as always, I'll be back here tomorrow. So I'll see you then.